Hey everybody, this is Deandra, the new girl from Overland Park, originally from Atchison. Just so you know, you're listening to the PF Tape Recorder, bitches. I'm BF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, there's more to comedian and actor Rob Schneider than meets the eye. They have these draconian measures now where they have to wear a mask all day or you get fired. We'll find out what Rob is talking about in just a few minutes. Something or someone is bugging Senator Mitch McConnell. But first, as always, fake news. Now, fake news with me. The British government said Margaret Thatcher will receive a ceremonial funeral with military honors. The Iron Lady, as she was known, died of a stroke Monday at age 87. Queen Elizabeth II has authorized a ceremonial funeral, a step short of a state funeral, to be held at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Mrs. Thatcher is preceded in death by her husband, Dennis, and the British working class. Mrs. Thatcher will be cremated and have her ashes dropped from a Harrier jet so they can trickle down over the British people. Jenna Jameson was arrested for battery this past week. Usually the only time Jenna Jameson and battery are mentioned together is in reference to D-cells. Think about that. It's time again for the Webby Awards, the annual event that honors the best sites, features, series, designs, podcasts, and so forth on the web. We're not nominated, so we don't care even enough to write a bad joke about them. NASA plans to capture an asteroid and start sending astronauts aloft again by 2017, the U.S. Space Agency announced Wednesday. The Obama administration is asking Congress for just over $17.7 billion in 2014 to be devoted to space exploration and other sciences. Fiscal conservatives argue that that money could be better spent on an illegal, unpopular, protracted invasion of a country that poses no threat to the U.S. Republican leaders in Congress received a dire warning on Tuesday from former Vice President Dick Cheney on the ongoing crisis in North Korea. We're in deep doo-doo, Cheney told lawmakers, according to a GOP leadership aide. Cheney added that the current North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, is unpredictable and doesn't share the United States' worldview. Thank you, Mr. Iraq War, for that brilliant insight. In other news, Dick Morris did predict that Un would, in the last North Korean election, win by a landslide. Former Representative Anthony Weiner, who resigned in 2011 amid a scandal over a lewd photo sent via Twitter of, well, <laughs> is Weiner, confirmed in an interview published Wednesday that he's considering a political comeback with a New York City mayoral bid on his radar. Most political reporters politely declined an offer to look at a screenshot of that radar. The Senate appears to be moving forward Thursday with the most comprehensive gun safety legislation in 19 years, but it will move at a Senate pace. A trio of conservative GOP senators have said they intend to draw out debate on the measure as long as they can. Pundits are fairly certain that the bill will probably die in committee of a gunshot wound. Members of the Rutgers men's basketball team say they didn't feel threatened by their former coach's behavior and they want an assistant coach to take over the program. Coach Mike Rice was fired last week after a video was made public showing him pushing and kicking players and using gay slurs in practice. The players who showed up in the coach's defense before the Board of Regents said the coach was just trying to motivate the team and anyone who couldn't see that was a pansy. And finally, your car soon may be doing the driving on its own. Representatives from Google, Toyota, and Texas Instruments were on Capitol Hill this week to review the development of self-driving vehicles, which are poised to enter the transportation world that federal regulations will allow. Engineers say that the cars are actually safer than those driven by people and can be programmed to race down to the end of a one-lane merge and then try to jump in. And that's been Fake News with me. 
Sometimes you try to write a dumb bit and you flip on the news and, well, <laughs> it just writes itself. This morning, the FBI is looking into a troubling allegation from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Was his campaign headquarters bugged during a recent strategy session? What's so funny about that? NBC News' Chuck Todd. At the time, the campaign was preparing to run against Hollywood actress Ashley Judd, who they considered a serious challenger. What they didn't know is that the blunt language they would use laying out her vulnerabilities would be caught on tape. So basically, McConnell and his staff are sitting there in their office in Louisville just digging up all this horrible, awful stuff about actress Ashley Judd, who was considering running against him for the senatorial seat from Kentucky. Now, first of all, if you can't, after all of your years in the Senate and all of your experience being a politician, can't beat a novice politician who's in showbiz, you should resign tomorrow. But anyway, he has the greatest line here after being, <laughs> after being caught uh, saying all this horrible, awful stuff and how, they're, how they can possibly smear Miss Judd. McConnell says this. Quite a Nixonian uh, move. This is what you get from the political left in America these days. Bravo, Senator McConnell. A Nixonian move exposing your Nixonian moves on trying to smear somebody. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, as uh, some of you may know uh, who are here in Cincinnati with me and possibly around the world, I used to work for a program called The Gary Burbank Show, the BBC, Broadbank Broadcasting Corporation. And from time to time, uh, our news department would, uh, you know, plant a, a bug. You know, we'd been known to do that. We, I, we were, you know, those 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 kind of guys. And, uh, well, when the, the show went off the air and Gary retired, uh, he had a big sale, a garage sale of stuff, and I actually picked up, you know, a couple things. And, uh, well, I couldn't resist. Uh, there actually is more that Senator McConnell and his staff said about Miss Judd. Okay, now, uh, Bob, what do you have? I, uh, say you have something on Miss Judd. Uh, yes, it appears that um, she's been in several movies, of course, and in a lot of them, she's been naked. I've been researching this all week. Oh, that's a very uh, thick binder you have there. Uh, what else do you have in there? Um, that, that's all. Just the naked stuff. All right, now, what do you have there, Jim? Oh, uh, well, it appears that uh, she uh, was married uh, and is now divorcing race car driver Dario Franchetti. Oh, he raced NASCAR. That could be a problem for us. Uh, no, he used to race NASCAR. Now he races Formula One. Ah! ah. Oh, oh, that's very good stuff. That's very good stuff, then. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, uh, let's just continue working uh, on this. Okay, I'll continue looking at the uh, photographs and through all the videos and stuff. Very, uh, very good, Bob. Very good. Uh, now, well, by the way, it's a very handsome uh, American flag lapel you have on there. American flag lapel? What are you talking about? Well, right here. Uh, what the hell? I haven't seen one of these damn blum things in years. This is a broadbank broadcasting. And that's where we lost the signal, uh, as usually happens. Um, but that, that's uh, Senator McConnell for you. And our dumb bit for today. Rob Schneider is a comedian and actor best known for his work on Saturday Night Live, as well as the films The Animal, 
Goose Bigelow, and Grown Ups. I interviewed him uh, a few years ago for Cincinnati City Beat, and I was impressed with the fact that he actually is a pretty astute guy when it comes to political and social issues. We had a nice chat about those things, so I thought it'd be fun to invite him on the podcast and talk about those things again, as well as comedy, although he does, uh, in the middle, get a little irritated at my suggestion that we should maybe make the interview a little funnier, but it's a great conversation uh, with, a, with a pretty bright guy. Uh, here is our interview with Rob Schneider. Okay, joining us on PF Tape Recorder, it's Rob Schneider. Rob, how you doing? I'm good, man. Nice to talk to you. Cool, man. It's good to talk to you again. Um, I interviewed you a couple of years ago when you came to town uh, for City Beat. You had first um, started doing stand-up again at the behest of your buddies Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and I can't remember who the th- third guy Chris was. Rock. Chris Rock. That's right. Said, you got to do it, man. Got to get back into it. And, uh, and how was that experience, getting back into it? Frightening. <laughs> I hadn't done it in a lot of years, so right. Um, and just, there's no shortcut. You gotta just get out there and do it. But and it takes a while to get you know to get really really good. You know, and the expectations are really high for people. But it worked out. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I put the time in. Yeah. But my act's really solid now, and I'm we'll kill it this time. You're gonna really like what, what you see. Awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great show last time. Uh, nice mix of uh, silly stuff. Uh, some socio-political commentary without being preachy. That was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, that's, a, that's kind of the thing. You want to you be there to entertain. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the main part. My uh, my favorite bit had to be the 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 uh, the, the bit about uh, unwanted gold. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the bits just write themselves, and that was pretty cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, and just your the whole Who's thing. Unwanted gold in their house. Exactly. <laughs> well, honey, what are you doing with all this, with all this gold here? <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Your, your facial expression, everything was just perfect. Um, so I guess not a lot of people know that you, I mean, you're a pretty political and socially aware guy, but you're, really just, you're not really out there in everybody's face with it. But I remember years before, uh, you were actually here in town uh, supporting a union rally. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to organize something for this week. Um, there were, the workers from TriHealth were fired for refusing to get a flu shot. Which is to me a constitutional uh, issue. Yeah. Because, you know, we have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You're taking once, if you want to inject somebody with something uh, uh, this, that's a substance that can knowingly make you sick. Right. There's a thing called the vaccine court, believe it or not, yeah. in America. And they were, they were ruled unavoidably unsafe. And so if I choose to not have that, they have these draconian measures now where they have to wear a mask all day or you get fired. And the thing is, people say, well, you know, you're a health worker, you're around other people. Well, the truth of the matter is, if you're healthy, you're not a threat to anybody. Also, the shots don't work. I mean, that it I came heard, out yeah. this year how ineffective the shots were. Yeah, it was the wrong so one. So you have people losing their jobs, and, you know, that's to me, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. If you could die from that shot or get sick from that shot or lose your job, that's impinging on your constitutional freedom. So I think that's something that every American get behind and say, that's not fair. Yeah. And so you have, you have a... Uh, a hospital out there try helping i'd like to get out there and organize a little bit with some of those people because none of the unions have uh, picketed in front of them and i think they should yeah it's, it's weird sometimes unions are are helpful and sometimes they're not i was uh listening to, to bill maher show uh i listened to the podcast version of it and he, they, he was the one the episode last week they were talking about education and talking about tenure and everyone's all all upset that the teachers get tenure and that they shouldn't have tenure and i'm like well guess what in the 70s my mom had tenure she got laid off 
they 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 uh, created this whole scam where they uh, made her course just an elective, so kids didn't have to take it as part of their arts uh, component of their education. And they said, "Oh, sorry, not enough kids are taking your course. We're only going to keep one of you. And since you haven't been here long enough, even though you have tenure, you're fired because there's no one taking your classes. So bye." And reluctantly, yeah. the union came to her defense only because another uh, a male teacher. Uh, insisted because he'd gotten fired for the same reason he was a history teacher and uh, he insisted she'd be included in the fight and then finally she got her job back but you know they didn't really rally to her defense like they should have but well you know i think that the unions are only uh i think less than seven percent of the population at this point and i think that's for a reason and i'm I'm a union guy i'm for the unions but i think like anything they've with any too much power, you become exactly. Abusive, and I think with even within the own union. Yeah, yeah. However, union is the last conscience of big business. Yes. Without unions, I mean, people forget why unions were put into place. It's just, because children were dying in coal mines. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, so there has there has to be a place. So there has to be people. Just take this this term OSHA, which protects workers, and there's certain worker safeties. Now that wouldn't be there unless people fought for these union protections. Yeah. And won it, and so. There is absolutely a reason and necessity because you have to protect workers. I mean, there's a reason why the 40-hour work week wasn't just put I, in there because... You read my uh, mind. You know, uh, Henry Ford was like, you know what? These workers only need to work 40 <laughs> right, hours. exactly. Because that's best for them. I'm, no, it was fought and people actually died to win these certain yes. uh, you know, labor victories. The, uh, and at the same time, I think that um, the unions don't step up enough to, protect, to help protect their workers. Maybe in the case of your mother, yeah. and also definitely in the case of these fired workers in Cincinnati, and that's very shameful. I think that that's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, so I think workers' rights, workers' safeties, and children's rights, children's safety, these are things that, you know, there's not many things that are more important than that. Exactly. They also have to have jobs, and the state yes. has to be solvent at the same time. Yes. Like, for instance, if you're a state worker, and you put in your life, and you're ready to retire, and you were promised money from the state, they should pay you. But at the same time, if the state has overpromised and is going to go bankrupt, that doesn't help either. So I think you have to find, we have to, we're talking about entitlement programs now, and we have to find about some middle ground. And I think it's got to be a sliding scale. If you're, you know, closer to retirement, then we don't take as much away from you. But if you're in your 40s, then, hey, you're going to have to, we're going to have to scale back more for you because the state can't afford it. So there, ha- you know, there's just not an endless amount of money that the state can just pour into, um, entitlement programs it's not a bottomless pit so we we have to make some adjustments and i think the unions have to acknowledge that and and work with the state and do it in a way that's fair yeah but there's gonna have to be sacrifices on all sides well as my friend jimmy Dore points out though no one ever says the pentagon is going broke well that's just it you know there's some there's some sacred cows that i don't believe there should be sacred cow obama wants to open up bases in malaysia wants to open up bases and bases in the philippines again and he wants to open up, and he basically wants to surround China. Imagine how angry China, I mean, how angry we'd be if China wanted to put bases in Colombia and Mexico. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's incendiary, and it's the opposite of, of what a really good politician should be doing, which is to cal- calm tensions. He's raising tensions in the world and being very aggressive. I think he is, Noam Chomsky declared Obama worse than George Bush, and, and I think he's right, because I think he's raising tensions in, in, in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, and Obama has enlarged the war in Afghanistan, and it's our longest war. Yes. I mean, that's just outrageous. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, 
if you look at it historically speaking, you know, you have to look at it from a historical perspective. I mean, the, the United States undermined a socialist government that was working in Afghanistan, and that's what brought in uh, the, the Soviets in 79. And then the United States went and undermined and gave, uh, remember the term Mujahideen? Yes. You don't hear that anymore, because these were freedom fighters. That's just another name for Taliban. And I remember working at NBC back in the... Um, uh, early 90s, I remember I was in this, the same building. I was with Saturday Night Live, but so I was at NBC News is right there, and I would get the same stuff from NBC. And there was this thing that came out in 1990. And it was uh, one of the CIA's had released, and it was one over the AP wire, and it said, "Do as the Mujahideen is done, getting rid of the Soviets. They're going to take those some the same guns we gave them and point those towards Israel and us." The exact thing that happened. So what happened was when Bush one left. He just left that place devastated in Pakistan, which doesn't have the same doesn't have the same economic opportunities and money to to clean up the mess. There was nothing, so you know it was just a completely devastated area, and the Taliban just kind of moved in and took over. And so you have this real ancient tribal Sharia law type of control there now, which the United States is directly responsible to that to that upheaval in that region. But you know, there's no history in America. People don't think about what caused the history. And so there's a, there's a pattern here uh, yeah. where we undermine uh, governments and you end up getting something worse. Yeah, well, let me ask you this, though. So, How do we make this funny? <laughs> you don't. I know. But, um, well, you can't. You know, but, you, I mean, it, it, it's interesting, though, because in a podcast you can talk about these things. Sure. People can, you know, I think it's, I think it's more important for people to um, kind of get an understanding of what's happening in the world because... The difference now, as opposed to like, you know, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, is you've got more countries with nuclear weapons, and the, the biggest problems facing humanity right now is environmental devastation and the potential nuclear holocaust. I mean, literally, like, instead of just killing a few thousand people, you can kill 300,000 people in the Yeah, which I don't think people appreciate because, like you said, a lot of countries that, that we, the ones we know about that have nuclear weapons is scary enough. There's probably some that we don't know if Israel has them or not. We know Iran is close. Well, we, well know. we know Israel has it. We know yeah. for a fact Israel has it. Yeah. But here's what you don't know. You don't know that the reason why Pakistan has it is because of us. And then Pakistan gave it to North Korea. So that's because of us, too. Because MIT in the 70s decided, hey, let's give Pakistan um, nuclear uh, reactors. That was directly responsible for the student body and the fact that they didn't want to give it. But guess what? They're not the ones who were in charge of the, the Board of Regents, and they decided to go ahead and do it. So that was directly you know, helping the proliferation of uh, nuclear arms. But guess what? Islamic, <laughs> Islamic Brotherhood uh, version of what's happening in Egypt is going to happen in Pakistan. It's happening right now. And they got nuclear weapons. They don't like us a lot. No. And they don't like India a lot. So that's a real hot spot. I mean, North Korea has got nuclear weapons. We're right on doing war games right on their border. Yep. Like I said, imagine if China was doing war games on the border of Mexico. I mean, then you kind of put things into perspective. And my stand-up act, of course, you can't really touch on these things, but you asked me about it. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm interested. So, no, and no, and, and, you're, your, and, and you're an informed guy. That's that's why I was, I was so curious. And like, I don't think, like I said, you're not... At the forefront of these things, you're not like an everybody like you know Sean Penn getting up in all these talk shows, everything like that. So it's good to you know get this uh, perspective. And I've always wondered about this: is it you know because as an entertainer, I, I guess you go through these uh, you know fits and starts of like you're really busy sometimes, and then other times you're not busy. Or if you're making a movie, I guess you have a lot of downtime and you're waiting for them to set up and stuff. So does that give you the time to actually you know research all this stuff and and get uh, and read up on this and find out what's going on? 
Yeah, well, the Internet is an amazing thing because you can have a potential to get a lot of information. But here's what happens that's interesting. Is that the people who are, they only go to the sites that they're interested in. You know, even though there's potential for a great influx of information, for a dissemination of, of freedom and different ideas, that's not really what happens in, in, in its actual usage. I mean, people just look at the sites that they're interested in, they, they go to the, you know, the people who think like them, and, you know, there's not a lot of cross-pollination of ideas happening. But as far as, like, you know, how I learn things, I mean, I try to educate myself as much as I can. And, you know, but the, the problem is, if you're just looking at mainstream media, you're not going to get the whole story. No. I mean, you have to look at mainstream media as these are all business decisions, and this yep. is a business, uh, you know, group that is deciding that this is what we want people to know. And that's why freedom, or I should say propaganda in a democracy, uh, in a so-called democracy, is much more insidious, like in America, than it would be like in the former Soviet Union. Noam Chomsky talks about that. You know, everybody in the former Soviet Union knew problems in the past was just BS, but they believe in America, they believe the New York Times and the LA Times because they think, well, these are free news sources, but and somewhat is, but it, these are all also decisions being made to what we cover and what we more importantly, or as importantly, don't cover. You know, and I think you have to look out there. There's, there's Z Magazine's a pretty good one. Uh, I think you have to look at different sources. I think Al Jazeera English is, you're going to hear stuff that you're not going to necessarily hear on CNN, or you won't hear on CBS News, yeah. you know, or ABC News. So I think you've got to look for international news, because that affects yes. us too. I'm a, I'm a big BBC and CBC guy, and uh, the thing that's hard to do, though, it's hard to cross-reference everything, because, you know, even from a source I trust, I always want to double check before I, you know, speak out and say, "Oh, well, this is like I want to make sure of my facts because I hate to look foolish." And uh, it's really well, hard to cross reference stuff sometimes. Sometimes you'll make a mistake because yeah. that's also how quick the internet is. I mean, the, the internet is super quick, and, and yeah, you can make mistakes. But that's an interesting thing about Twitter is that Twitter, you really can open yourself up to learning a lot of news from all over the world. Yeah, so I'll get different reports, whether it's from the BBC or whether it's from Al Jazeera was from this, these individual reporters who have, like, um, you know, in different parts of the world who are recovering different stories. And you can really kind of keep in touch with, with what the pulse is that's happening. But at the end of the day, I think what has to happen is we have to make decisions that does it improve the human condition? Does it increase unemployment opportunities? Does it make the environment worse or better? We have to start yeah. making some choices because, really, the environmental destruction is, like, is gigantic. Like we can talk about jokes, you can talk about uh, you know, employment, you can talk about different political views. But at the end of the day, you know, if the planet is slowly making itself uninhabitable, it's a real issue that's going to affect everybody. And that's a, that's a real problem. There's only so much junk you can put up in the atmosphere that the ocean can absorb right. before it says, okay, that's enough. That's all pumped out into the atmosphere. It, it reaches San Francisco, it's affecting Japan. And, uh, again, the, the ocean can only absorb so many well, CO2. Here, here's another way to look at it. When I was a kid, you know, people always say, oh, well, you know, the, the, the planet's big and it can heal itself and nature's an amazing thing. And, yeah, that's true, but it only took us 100 years to kill Lake Erie. And it's only oh, yeah. now slightly coming back. There's still a big dead spot in the western end of the lake where nothing is going to grow ever, or at least not for a long, long time. And there's all kinds there's of weird... One, there's another one in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. From and all there's... the runoff from the nitrogen and all the fertilizers that have run all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. Texas, and it's really nasty. And not to mention and all it, the species. It, it depends the, on nothing, nothing is alive in that part right. of that ocean. And the invasive species that have filled the lake because of all these ocean-going vessels they brought in, and then they spit out all these lampreys and all these other things that don't belong there. And these, there's a, some sort of Asian uh, attack fish that's uh, eating all the perch now in Lake Erie. Yeah, and it's, it's just some carp, I think. A nasty carp or something. I yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and it's just it's and it not only is it eating the other fish, but it's also eating up a lot of the uh, things that the the natural inhabitants eat as well. And and yeah, if if we were to stop doing stuff, yeah, the lake would eventually heal itself, but it's going to take a long time. One, and people don't realize how fast. Like you're saying, you pump all that crap into the atmosphere, it's going to have an effect a lot faster than you think. It has to. Yeah, well, like it's it's amazing because even like one cup of like a motor oil, one can of motor oil will pull. It will pollute 250,000 gallons of yeah. water. You know, like I said, there's only so much it can absorb. Yeah, I mean, the planet's going to recover, but not in our, not, not in, uh, maybe the, there will be people around by the time it recovers. Yep. So, but I, I think, you know, in some ways things are getting better. I think you have a really health, a healthy, more conscious health consumer in America, I think, with the rise of places like Whole Foods, people are realizing that it's important to eat healthy and to eat something that has that's nutritious and that you want to be able to have cars that are a little bit, and get better gas mileage, and then maybe there's some better ways to make energy than something just burning up fossil fuels and making the planet hotter. But we need to, to be progressive, and it's going to cost yeah. money. Yeah. And somebody's going to have to pay for this. You can't just continue to just make oil and just, just dig for oil and turn take toxic chemicals and heat up sand. And it takes, uh, for every, it takes 2,000, I'm going to say 2,000 gallons of water to make one barrel of oil up in the tar sands. Up yeah, the oh, yeah, sand. the, the tar sands. Holy cow. Was just up there. That's a yeah, and there's also a lot of chemicals that they put in there. And what do those chemicals do? How do you catch those? Does it affect the groundwater? If um, in that area, what's going to happen? You know, there's, there's a real impact, and you're going to have to have some politicians eventually in America that are going to have to do unpopular decisions. And, and, you know, if they're constantly worrying about getting reelected, that's not a possibility. Nope. Well, uh, we've reached by the end of our time here, Rob. Uh, an, an insightful conversation. I'm glad we got to knock this out. Will do. Well, I wish you the best, and uh, thanks for uh, having an opportunity to, to air some things that uh, oh, no problem. can affect people's lives. Cool. And uh, anything you want to promote, apart from your, I know you're going to be in Cincinnati here, of course, soon, but well, uh, uh, website? My back, we'll not be talking about any of this stuff. Oh, okay. I'll talk about uh, being in my 40s and being exhausted <laughs> and uh, wishing I was in my 20s again. There you go. Yeah. Well, in some ways, yeah, in some yeah. ways, no. Okay, buddy. Well, I wish you all the best. Thanks for all having right, me. All right, dude. Up. All right. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Rob Schneider for being on the show. You can catch Rob May 11th and 12th at the showroom at the Orleans Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the entertainment capital of the world, uh, which actually I think would be Hollywood. But anyway, you can catch Rob uh, there in Las Vegas, as well as McCurdy's Comedy Theater in Sarasota, Florida, May 24th and 25th. And if you're maybe not a fan of uh, Rob's movies uh, because they're kind of silly and they're a little different than his stand-up, go see his stand-up. You'll, you'll enjoy it. We had a great time the last time he was here in Cincinnati. Funny, funny stuff, and uh, he guarantees now it's even funnier than the last time. So there. And you can find more information about Rob, by the way, at robschneider.com. All right. Uh, the theme music for PS Tape Recorder was composed.
composed and performed by John Varopoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Uh, you can find him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. And the Magic Potion podcast, I guess, has kind of been going through fits and starts, but uh, Logan and Dan promised there are going to be new episodes, so uh, check that out. Uh, look for it in iTunes, probably the easiest way to find it. And uh, we will have links to the uh, the regular site on our Podbean page. All right, like this podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. I feel there's something else I should be telling you, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you to all the new folks who have not only uh, joined us since the most popular girls in school interview, but have stuck with us. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. We're up to like 1,500 uh, hits a day, which is insane. And what do I always say? It's 1,500 more than we should have. But thank you guys so much. Again, even if you're laughing at me and not laughing with me, that's fine. As long as you're having a good time. And uh, I hope people weren't uh, put off by the uh, the dumb bit we did this week. Uh, first dumb bit we've done in a while since we've had the kind of the surge uh, in listeners. But don't forget, you can always just fast forward right past that sucker. All right. Uh, again, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, until then, so long and thanks for listening. <laughs>